Welcome to the Mountain Students Team podcast, a podcast specifically for our students team. At Mountain Students, we make more and better disciples of middle and high school students by connecting them to someone who loves God and loves them to help them develop an authentic faith. We believe everything rises and falls on the strength of our disciple makers and our process to connect students to them. My name's Charlie. I'm one of the student pastors here. And hey, today I am sitting down with none other than Chase Boyer. Uh, Chase is our content director. But before we jump into interviewing Chase, uh, kind of want to start with, hey, we know that conversations is a great place to make disciples, more and better disciples. Uh, but there's something special about stewarding and being responsible about the conversations that we have. And one way we do that is by the content that we produce. I think Chase would agree with me in saying that uh, conversations are really important, but content is what helps direct and guide our conversations. So we wanted to sit down with Chase, talk a little bit about our processes, and maybe provide some clarity and some info on how we do content here at Mountain. Chase, welcome to the welcome to the podcast. Well, thanks for having me, Charlie. I appreciate you being here and taking the time to host the episode. Oh, I'm glad. It's an honor. Absolute mm. honor. Privilege. So, Chase, uh, let's just jump right into it. Starting this year, I'd love to hear our shift and our process of this, but starting this year, we've, we've jumped into two-phase content. For anyone who doesn't know what two-phase content means... That essentially means that what we produce for middle school is different than what we produce for high school. So maybe you want to share a little bit about that process, um, the shift, how that happened, why do we desire to have something different? Um, I'm just curious for everyone listening, like we're, why are we doing that? How are we doing it? What's different? Sure, yeah. I, I think in some ways probably just feels like long overdue for more of our mm-hmm. our experienced leaders just kind of wondering, hey, when are we going to make this shift? Um, it, as you can imagine, if you've been around for a couple of years, it's hard to write a conversation. It's hard to write a message that can really pierce the heart of a sixth grade boy and a senior girl at the same time. Um, we think that God's Spirit can do immeasurably more than what we can ask or imagine at the same time, I think that uh, being able to produce two-phase content has always been our goal, um, perhaps now more importantly than ever, as we are in year three of this uh, fun thing that we're doing here at Mountain Students, uh, students groups. Let's go. Um, year three, man. I can't believe it. Yeah, that's students crazy. Students groups. Um, year crazy. three. Um, but yeah, it's high time we move towards having some more phase-specific content um, that sets up our our youngest to succeed as well as to challenge our oldest. Yeah. So uh, it's been a long time coming. Uh, we've had a lot that we've had to learn about the process of writing and editing and um, just to reinforce what we believe and think. You know, we've had a lot of help from students, pastors, and leaders to kind of get um, some of those processes in place the way that we have them now. Um, and so we're excited to move forward and... Uh, see exactly how the Lord will work in this new season of content for us. Yeah, so this isn't something that we just, like, in August, we're like, you know, we're just going to we're gonna do something different for middle school and high school. Like, this is something that we've been talking about for a while now. 
it's almost been a year and a half process of trying to figure out right what works and <clears throat> excuse me what you know what what do we think needs to be different for middle scores and high scores and yeah it's a big conversation too because you said in the intro it was very beautifully said that you know content does have a huge role to play in how we converse and how we have mm. conversation um yeah, we. I think we all will still believe though that the relationship is still the most important part of it. Um, yeah. So the, the relationship to the disciple maker, to the group leader, um, to the student pastor, to those relationships are the most important pieces. But yeah, you're right. Like having that content, being able to uh, maybe motivate some of that conversation is is really important for us. So um, being able to step into this space, you know, a long time coming. You know, there's always a thought of you know, let's let's make sure that we're encouraging group leaders to do more than Wednesday and these other things because that is where the relationships happen and right. form. Uh, but still, when it comes to Wednesday nights, when it comes to Sundays, um, we have to make sure that we're stewarding our resources the best we can on our front. Yeah, I think that draws out a uh, question or a statement in me about your content um, leading to the best conversations that we can have because I think a lot of times we want we want to have the conversation right away, right? Like we want to hear like last night, just for anyone listening, we're airing this on a Thursday. Last night we had students groups at Abingdon, Aberdeen, and Mountain Road. And last night we had a conversation about sin. And uh, I got the chance to jump in and lead a group. And I really, you know, I went in with the expectation of like, man, we're going to get to talk about this. Like it's going to be a really good conversation. And a lot of times as leaders, I feel like we just we want to jump in and like have the conversation right away. But I think maybe there maybe you can help me chase with a mindset shift of hey, a lot of times students need time to process this and those conversations are actually gonna take place when you're hanging outside of group, when you're doing whatever, when you're going to Rita's and getting an ice cream or you're going bowling. Like that's when the chance Or to- if you're at CIY or if you're at Winter Summit. Yeah. Um it's true, like the, I would say like the majority of content creation is seed planting. Yeah, mm. it's seed planting. Um, the conversations, seed planting, um, and the harvests come in those moments when we're just spending time together. Mm. Um, that's a really good way to think about it. Um, I know, and I was the same boat last night. I, I lead ninth grade boys at Abingdon, and we had five boys show up, and it was crickets. You know, Luke's yeah. message was amazing. I'm yeah, sitting there great. just like, oh, my goodness, this is exactly why I hope these students would be able to hear. Um, and my boys are like, yeah, I mean, that's great. <laughs> okay. Do you have anything else you want to say about that? <laughs> What's the guy you about the message? Uh, the snake. It's like, okay, so, cool. Yeah. So, so that's funny that you say that because the same thing I said, what stuck out to you about the message? That's how I started it. And three kids they probably just said what the other one said, but the first one said, Satan crushes the, or Jesus crushes Satan, or Jesus crushes the snake. That's what they kept saying. And yeah. I was like, okay, that stuck out to you. Jesus crushes that the snake. That was about 17 seconds of the message at the very end. <laughs> yep. um, the other, you know, maybe 14 and a half minutes, I would maybe want to question your uh, interpretation of. At the same time, um, you know, just like when we go back to the leader training and we talk mm-hmm. about conversations and just what that means to have the group guide in front of you. And there are many nights throughout the year where you get a couple questions in and it's just kind of evident that we're tired or we're exhausted or we're distracted. Um, 
And we need to maybe turn our attention towards just like focusing on connecting together. Yeah. So I know my guys, we, we added a new inside joke last night that's inappropriate to share on the podcast, but we <laughs> giggled our heads off. Uh, and then we prayed um, as uh, we yeah. tried to have a conversation about the ways that we reach too far um, and sin ultimately rules us. So hmm. um, maybe just to take a moment, because you asked about the process of two-phase yeah. content and... Um, it's, it took us a long time to get here because we were we were trying to steward some resources. We were trying to figure out some workflows. Um, and, and quite frankly, just volunteers needed. Volunteers mm-hmm. needed on that front. And so difference makers needed to help steward some of that time and resources as well. And so our teams are kind of becoming more and more built as the past year has been going. And so we feel now that we're at a space where we can now create multiple uh, units of every week. And so we're really excited about that. Some of the things that... Um, led us to that is just is just seeing how um, some of the older students just don't feel the challenge okay. of what happens in a students group night, um, and then similarly just having middle school groups, especially boys groups, feeling as if um, they're not connecting with the material, and so hmm. understanding that each phase needs their own separate um, needs their own separate ingredients so is in- is helpful for us to. Do yeah. that moving forward. When when you say like not connect like for the middle school boys not connecting with the material, you think it goes? Are you saying it, like sometimes it can go over their heads, or it just seems too adultish, or yeah, like it had I, I, felt that's a in great question. I would say more often than not, maybe overhead. Okay, um, I would say this to speakers whenever they write with us, if it's Luke or Jared or Hillary or whoever it is that's mm-hmm. writing. I always try to say, like, write like as if you're writing for a 10th grader. Okay. Um, you know, we've always said that we want to challenge middle schoolers because we believe middle schoolers can yeah. do more and accept more and be more than where they are. Um, at the same time, we don't want to speak too low so our seniors don't yeah. feel as if they're being excluded from the conversation. Um, yeah, at the same time, um, that's just, it's not the perfect long-term solution for what we're trying to get to. Yeah. And discipleship that we want to see flourish in students and and untruthfully, maybe the most important part, to set up group leaders to mm-hmm. have the kinds of experiences that we hope that they can have. Yeah. Um, it kind of begins with making sure that our content engines are up and running. And so um, to talk through that process just a little bit, okay. uh, maybe just a sample workflow. So sure. um, I know that there's a couple of very honest friends over at the Abney campus who are like, hey, so like when do you start writing your messages and stuff like that. Like, is this like a last minute thing for do you, you guys? Do you do it like or? two days before? Yeah. Do you just create all Wednesdays this? Like, and do you just grind out a 12 hour day and just get it done? It's like, um, that would be really impressive. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh that's not going to happen. Um, we actually began our workflow about 10 or 11 weeks out. So, oh, wow. So 10 or 11 weeks before, um, so it's like for, for instance, for Built Different series, it launched on September 20th. We were brainstorming that series in the mid, right before camp. Yeah, yeah I remember that. So we yeah. had we had what we call New Series Day on Mondays. And it's an all-day meeting where it's a couple hours content, a couple hours curriculum, a couple hours in a creative. New Series Day, it sounds like a party. It's, well, you're part of it sometimes. It yeah, is a sometimes. party. sometimes. Sometimes it's just flat no. out exhausting. They're, yeah, they're, it's a long day. There's a lot of brain power that goes into those days, and I'm typically only part of one, maybe two meetings max. But it's a yeah. From your part, it's you a bear. have three, four it's meetings sometimes, and you're 
you're talking about things on a deep, deep spiritual level. It's really fun to come to the table with an idea. Yeah. And have, you know, the likes of a Luke or a Hillary or Zach McClellan or one of our students' pastors like Greg or Kristen yourself is kind of coming to the table with like, hey, like this is what I've been experiencing in this passages and these ideas. And uh, we all come to a consensus together what that series should look like. And that day really takes off for us about 11 weeks out. Um, from there, arts teachers have two weeks. So if you're interested and want to be a teacher with Mountain Students, well, you're going to have two weeks to write a message. Draft number one. Two weeks. Um, and if I'm not preaching one, my role becomes that of like an editor. And so I'm checking in on deadlines. Um, I'm stepping in if someone needs an assist of any kind. Maybe um, help it flow a little bit better. Maybe this, you know, helping the message. Yeah, flow especially better. for some of our newer teachers, yeah. uh, interns especially, a little mm-hmm. more hands on with interns and things like that. Sure. To help them try to do their and perform their best. Um, and so that's, that's a really fun process because I really do enjoy having a plurality of voices yeah. that our students can hear. Um, as much as it might be easier just like to have four or five of us just on rotation and know that every week we're doing that, yeah. um, it's just really nice to know that well, um, our students are getting a, a wide diet yeah, of voices. I was about to say, like, you, you know, student pastors get to speak into the lives of students and leaders every week at students groups. And, uh, yeah, there's, you know, student pastors get a rotation to to come up and, and share a message, but it's it's nice for students to have outside voices or people that connect them to the broader church. Yeah. Too. I think that's important. Yeah, um, that's a big passion for mine too, is for students to understand that like they're not a part of mountain students. Yeah. They're a part of mountain. Mm. And if we can do that through content, that's a that's if a we're huge if they're moment. able to see, you know, uh, Luis is begging to do one one time. So we're gonna try to get Luis on there Let's sometime go. in the spring. Um, we're going to give him maybe an eight-minute deadline because he's going to go about 25. Yeah. Um, right there. <laughs> Louisa, if you're listening to this, you know it's true. Let's go. Back off me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, after a couple weeks, um, we have a draft. And so we work through our, our project management software, and we're you know adjusting timeframes and things like that. One thing that I really love about our process is that once we have the messages drafted, um, we comb over those together. And then we are offering suggestions in Google Docs. But then Julia and I um, sit down, our wonderful editor. Shout out to Julia, who's also here on the pod. We get to sit down. And now part of this two-phase idea is that we sit down and create from this document, how do we make a middle school draft of this? And usually what that means is, um, where does this land conceptually? Hmm. Is this too abstract of a conversation? Is this too abstract of thought? Or we're saying, how can we include more to make this middle school friendly? So there's a takeaway process. There's an add-in process. Uh, We're doing a lot of conversation around, like, how should this edit feel if I'm a middle schooler? Like, what can we add in collectively, creatively to make sure this feels like, hey, I'm staying engaged and this is not just a 12 to 15, 16-minute just talking head, but instead we're throwing in memes and cuts and yeah. silly songs or whatever because that is super fun first of all and makes us laugh and keeps the engagement up and so we're trying to keep middle scores and honestly and even for mine so for instance with build different week one i actually had to go back to my message and add more high school stuff oh, oh wow okay. because i was too middle school friendly with mine and we felt like it wasn't challenging enough for high school and so on the two different videos they're probably a minute and a half apart time-wise but okay. the content was probably 30% different between both of them. So wow. it was a really cool process to kind of, and that was our first time doing it too. And it felt like it was a big success to see the difference in videos. Um, 
So for high school, it's a it's a little bit of a higher challenge, <coughs> or higher call to action. Yeah, in some ways, you know, I had a I had a <laughs> for for 2022-2023 content year, I had a couple of teachers, like professional teachers, like I just gave them access to all of the folders for our group content. Okay. And I just had them analyze like what are the strengths and weaknesses in your mind as an educator? So one was a high school math teacher and one was a middle school teacher. Mm-hmm. And they both gave me really good insights to like what kinds of questions high schoolers are needing to have and what kinds of questions middle schoolers need to have. And so um, coming to the table with both of those ideas, being able to make those adjustments has been uh, I mean, I've, I'm pretty biased, obviously, but I feel like our first series is going over very well so yeah. far. Yeah, uh, I, would, I would agree, and this is you know, shout out to this process that you're talking <coughs> about where you, after the messages are written, you come and you identify what's middle school-esque and high school-esque. I feel like these two past weeks of Build Different have been like really great, like throwing in the, um, the leaders, you know what I'm talking about, the TikTok at the very start of week one when the, the guy's cracking the egg with his... Oh yeah, with his bicep. I'm built, diff- I'm built different. And then the, uh, you know, the girl that's just being goofy. And then this last week, the SpongeBob, the SpongeBob meme. Uh, Chase, yeah. I think you said that was Julia. Yeah. Shout out to Julia. <laughs> that was awesome. That was hilarious. Um, yeah, those and, things. Yeah. Those things just. I think they add. You know, and then even yours, um, week one with the thirty seconds to talk about, blah blah blah. Yeah. With the neighbor next to you. Yeah, we went back and forth on that. Should that be middle school cut? Should that be high school cut? We ended up keeping it for both, but that would be an example of like that's definitely a very middle school friendly mm-hmm. option to yeah. keep them like okay, I'm gonna walk, I'm gonna keep my eyes away from the screen for 30 seconds. I'm gonna talk to the person next to me, um, but we just have to coach our team like that guy did on the video. Hey, come back! Come back. Hey, come back come to back. me as if you're in the room. Yeah, when you're not really in the room because they will. They actually, you know, at least Abingdon, they they do the things that I ask yeah. them to do when I say it out loud. Yeah, even though I'm. Seven weeks in the past. Um, they just do it. It's hilarious to me. They follow that instruction. But I think that they, especially middle schoolers, need more of that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, once we have those drafts done and we have edits sent out to speakers, they make their edits, and then we record. Um, our timeline for recording looks like about three weeks. And then we do my second favorite day, which is the watch party, mm-hmm. where Julia and I sit down and watch every video, all for this one, so for all... All six videos. Wow. And make adjustments, cut ideas, and Julia takes it to the finish line. And our goal is for every series, two Fridays before we premiere, we have this in a student's pastor's hands. So Built Different was loaded in computers in early September, ready to go, Um, which is just a really fun feeling to know that, hey, we did the process. It took 10, 11 weeks. And now it's done. Now we're already moving on to we're we're in the middle of two series right now, with the Unstoppable Good series, and with uh, we're about to do Christmas and Thanksgiving, actually this upcoming Monday. So I'm very excited to see um, us holding up all those projects in the air at the same time and being able to take them to the finish line. Man, it's crazy. We're in September and we're talking about Thanksgiving, Christmas. It's true. It was like it's yeah. We got a while to go, but it's yeah. right around the corner if you really think about it. Indeed. And then. And then talk about a little bit about the so the group guide curriculum that because that's shifted too and I um I'm part of the, the the content team and I write group guides a little bit for yeah. us but uh, even I 
you know, even I've noticed there's a difference between what we produce for middle schoolers when mm-hmm. it comes to questions that they need to be asked and they need to wrestle with and the questions that high schoolers need to wrestle with or the challenges that they need to be given. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. It's um, it's a similar process where when the draft is completed and we feel like the draft is oh, 80% of the way there, that's when we give it to the curriculum writer. And okay. their job is to... And I, I don't know how you'd want to work. If I was doing this, I'd probably write a high school guide and then try to contextualize for middle school. Some people may just naturally think middle school mm-hmm. and then maybe write the high school one after. But the, the goal is to create uh, phase-specific group curriculum guides. And so for Built Different, the first couple of weeks included some Lego illustrations. Yeah. That was a middle school idea that we had that we didn't take into high school. Um, at the same time, the conversations that we had for week two, which, you know, your group and my group didn't have, admittedly, earlier, um, C-Source, season one, episode one, season two, episode one, sorry, uh, of the <laughs> podcast. However, um, the questions that were designed for that group guide experience were not in the middle school experience. And so um, and it's also, you have to think about this for middle school early in the year, sixth grade groups are not going to have that conversation. And no. so, um, I'm sorry. I mean, maybe, maybe you're a hero, hero group leader. Uh, kudos to you. Um, but my, I would be shocked if you all had to come to Jesus, talk about sin kumbaya moment, your second week of knowing each other. Uh, yeah. That would be great. But at the same time, there are still some questions on there that allow you to have a bit of that conversation and create that safe place foundation for groups to be able to have those conversations later. Yeah. Um, every Every group is an opportunity to, help solidify a safe place for students to know that this is a place that I can share, hmm. um, whether you want to utilize that or not. Um, yeah, and whether or not they, they do decide to share, it's just a chance for you to reiterate that. Mm-hmm. Hey, well, you know, what yep. stays, what said, said here stays here. Yeah. yeah. For hmm. sure. For sure. That's that's really great. That's a, that's a huge feat, huge um, task that, you you on the content team are undertaking and i think it's yeah you've said it multiple times but it's not just you sitting down and deciding yeah this is no what one doing. would like and that by the way <laughs> not a single person would appreciate that. but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I, I think i just snorted oh yeah my gosh. we got that on oh, the pot no but it's not just you it's uh, a group of people but it's also holy spirit led yeah right you know there's uh there, you know, maybe talk a little bit about that. Like, there's, there is a time and a place where you spend, uh, you know, a specific, you know, specific yeah. time where you just are are praying and thinking over and reading scripture, and mm-hmm. you're just not, you're not opening your Bible and saying, "Yeah, we're going to be in Hosea this week, or this series. Right, we're not, we're yeah. going to we're going to do Genesis this year." I might know some people who are that good at scripture to be able to be like, "Oh, I can connect this to that," and blah blah. But that's not necessarily me. Um, there's a there is a huge piece of this that. Um, it truly is trying to be solidified into our entire ministry support team. And what mm-hmm. I mean by that is uh, we have our campus team. So your students, pastors, they're lovely people. Um, but they're supported by a team of five, four, five, five of us um, that office here at Mountain Road. And our job is to resource um, and to provide. And so much of that just knows that our fingerprints are all over stuff, but our faces aren't, ne- aren't necessarily yeah. a part of it. Uh, maybe mine more than others because this is the nature of my job. But yeah. Um, so every week begins in prayer for our team. And I love that. 
And we've adapted that model over the past uh, couple months now um, because it's always just want, it needs to be on the forefront that um, when I believe that my talents are getting us to where we're supposed to be, uh, that's, that's the beginning of the end of what mm-hmm. we're trying to accomplish. Uh, when I believe that I'm so good at X, Y, or Z, or when if a group content that person I've, thinks I've arrived. that... Yeah. Right, I've arrived. Whatever that is, and just being able to kind of just put a John three thirty moment in there, like He must mm-hmm. increase, I must decrease. Um, that begins for us every week, um, and everyone's writing process is different. There's definitely prayer for me. Um, I hope for every curriculum right. writer and for every teacher, they're uh, bathing their Google Docs or Microsoft Word Docs or I don't know their private journals in prayer. Um, because we cannot do this. We're, I, I think that what we're doing is just super ambitious, and I don't know of any other churches doing the thing that we're doing. So I just really think that that sets us up for failure if we're not continually trying to remain humble mm-hmm. and realize that this is not about us and what we can do, Yeah, but it's, it's about what God's calling us to in the vision that he has for us. So. That's a great question. Um, that's got to be baked into everything we do. Yeah, and I think it's the distinction between we're not we're not story writers, we're storytellers. We're telling a story that's greater than ourselves. We're not coming up with the story. Right. There's you nothing know. new under the sun. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I just think it's great that it's not just you. There's a team. There's a process. And the Monday morning time of prayer, uh, you know, I'm I get to be part of those meetings and it's just an absolute delight to start our work week off that way and to just recenter ourselves this is why we're doing things the way mm-hmm. that we do them it's not for our own self-glorification but yeah. it's all about the kingdom and jesus and yeah making him known yeah, yeah. we were at a conference last year must march multi-site where yeah. were we march i think it was march and this is a multi-site specific student ministry conference and we love going to it um and we're sitting at a table. I'll sing at a table, and there's there's big churches around us. No need to share the names, but there's big churches all over the place, mm-hmm. and we're among one of the smaller churches represented sure. at this conference. And um, I'm sitting around the table with student pastors and assistants and people, and we're talking about just what we do and how we do it. And yeah. eventually comes around to me and introduce myself. My name's Chase, blah, blah, blah. I'm content director. Blah. So there's a little bit of an intrigue. Like, what does that mean? What do you do? It's like, well, we write our content in-house. We don't buy curriculum anymore. Uh, this is what we're trying to do, blah, 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 blah. And the person next to me, big church, like, yeah, that's crazy. You're 10 weeks out. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we just, like, we filmed Tuesday night. Sure. And give it out Wednesday morning. I was like, that sounds stressful. That is pressure <laughs> so, right there. Um, yeah, talking about deadlines. So <laughs> it, it was actually, that was one of the moments that I realized, oh, I think we're doing an okay thing. Yeah. <laughs> as much as uh, as much criticism as is sometimes warranted for, for some of the things over the past couple of years. Yeah. Or I even do, just the self-talk. Oh, yeah. for sure. The self-talk. She was my own worst critic all the time. There's nothing any one of you can say to me that I've already said to myself. Um, in much meaner ways. So, yeah. <laughs> so just knowing that that's where we're at compared to maybe some other churches that are much bigger than us, I'm like, okay, this is dope. We can feel good about moving forward. We can forward. feel good about moving forward yeah. with this. The Lord, I think the Lord's vision for what we're trying to get to is really special. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. 
Well, I want to hit this too, because I kind of mentioned like we have some guides that we try and follow. And, you know, obviously the first one's the Holy Spirit uh, leading us, but there's other things that we we use, tools that we use to help drive our annual content. Sure. So, you know, I, I mentioned like you don't, you just don't point at the book of Genesis and say, we're going to talk about Genesis, but maybe we'll share a little bit of our processes of how we arrive at what, like, what are we going to talk about? What are we going to talk about this year? Maybe help us, you know, Help people yeah, see, like, how do we question. get there? Like, do we just pick topics? I mean, you know, obviously with Unstoppable Good, we want to be aligned. And, you know, there's a little bit of freedom we have when it comes to that. But ultimately, that's like an alignment series. Mm-hmm. But other things like Genesis or maybe the Christmas, we have freedom to talk about. So maybe share with us how how you get there. Yeah, for sure. It's a uh, it's fun. The, the Bible roulette that some people will do will just open their Bible and spin it and then put a finger down. Like, okay, so we're going to talk about... Um, that's not quite our process. It is a, uh, hey, it's one way to do it. I will never doubt the Spirit's ability to work in any context. However, yeah. um, for us, we have a couple of um, we have a couple of benchmarks, trajectories that we try to move towards. And if you're a youth ministry veteran, um, listen to this, you probably are aware of the Annie Stanley Seven Checkpoints of Youth Ministry. <laughs> that was written back in like the mid to late 90s. And that's what uh, I went through at Bible College in the late 2000s, and so there's like the bit of the the bit of this has already been done before. Like, hey, if I were to, the question you kind of have to ask yourself is, if a student was a part of the ministry that I lead from the time that they enter to the time they leave and graduate, what will I want them to know? Mm. That's like the first question that you want to ask. Okay, um, and there's there's all kinds of strategies to that. Seven checkpoints sure for this. An, yeah, that. So there's answers. So what we did is we just kind of took what everyone else said and just tried to simplify it down because we think um, uh, annual scope and cycle feels a little constraining, and we feel like um, that there's opportunity for us to be more specific to our context. It's a very Bible illiterate context. Yeah. Um, You'd be surprised, like if you want to try this, just just test this out. Um, middle school groups, like just ask your students what you think grace means. <laughs> I doubt they'll be able to give you an answer. Um, it's a thing you say at dinner. Seniors, right. senior groups, ask your students if they know where the book of Habakkuk is. I guarantee you, they probably will never have thought that that book existed. And so, I'm not trying to belittle where our students are. I'm just trying to realize where they are. Yeah. Uh, and so, we have to come into. We have to come and use what we have. There's a reality we have to sit with. There's a reality that we have to sit with. There's also an idea where we, where we want them to get to. Okay. So for us, um, that boils down to what we call electionary. It's an ancient tool, practice, idea. Um, if Greg was here, we'd give him five to six minutes to just talk about the history of electionary, and it'd be absolutely beautiful, and yeah. our lives would be changed, and I'd cry. Um, however, um, to say it in a chase way, electionary is just quite simply like, Doing a Bible in a year over and over again in some way, shape, or form. So you get the full extent of what Scripture says, the Mm -hmm. arc of the story, um, and repeat that every year because why wouldn't that be great? Uh, And it is. So we have a a Mountain Students lectionary. Adults has an adult uh, worship lectionary that they use, so we kind of ripped this idea from them. Um, And so that says things like we want to talk about – like sex and sexuality and pornography and dating, like once every 18 months. And we want to make sure we're talking about friendships once a year. We want to make sure that we're talking about the concept of authority once a year. We want to make sure we're talking about mental health once every 12 to 18 months. 
um, because we believe that that's the stuff that students want to hear about and need to hear about. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, we don't want to just focus on those. And so we implemented a process last year, so not this past summer, but the summer before, um, where I asked for student pastors to just give me, like, what's the ache of, like, your campus? Yeah. Like, what's something if you wish that your campus could just hear? Um, what would that look like? Like, how? what's the feedback you're getting? Um, because we want to be prepared and speak about the things that matter and the things that matter long term. We also need to do some reactive of seeing where students are and where leaders are now. Yeah. So it's not the this lectionary is uh I guess changing in a way too because like there's topics that arise, you know, like sure. mental health probably 6 years ago wouldn't have been might not have been on the docket. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Probably not. Or pandemic probably not. Last spring we had the chance to I think it was last spring we had the chance mm. to talk about a series mental yeah. health. Mm-hmm. It was two springs ago. I can't I can't remember. Yeah, we're we're due this year to do one. Yeah. Um so yeah, we have our lectionary that kind of has this list of the annual or biannual things. Then we also have these things that we call the big rocks. Okay. The big rocks is where we come together as a group of students, pastors and staff and say like, "Hey, th- we've got our lectionary and we also for this year we have these five things that we want to hit." Mm-hmm. because they feel like they've been neglected or they're negligent or they're just not present. However you want to say that, that's the word for it. Um, so for us this year, for instance, our five felt needs, big rocks, um, are authentic relationships. So that is probably stemming from needing to talk about family, needing to talk about friendships, dating, um, just the authenticity behind some of those and how God sees relationships. Yeah. Um, we wanted to talk about uh, fundamentals, so just really stripping back to the fundamentals of faith. Hey, we're in Genesis chapter 1. Mm-hmm. Does it get more fundamental than in the beginning God created? Um, yeah. and that's So that, that was... All of our faith stems from those three ver- three chapters. Sure, the exactly. It's yeah. The whole story arc. Um, I've loved this series so much. So yeah. fundamentals. Three, uh, the body is a temple. And so hmm. a bit of that came from a concept that we wanted to talk about the theology of the body, which is... Um, a very just neat, fancy way of saying like, hey, how do we take care of like fitness is a big deal in our yeah. culture. Eating healthy is a big deal. But there's like more to our bodies than just like what we put in it. Um, like like not just in our mouths, like with our eyes and with our ears. Um, so if the body is truly a temple, like how are we going to talk about our bodies and just see that as different than what the world would say about your body? Hmm. Uh, the fourth thing that we want to talk about this year is having some opportunities towards racial reconciliation conversations. Yeah, I, I remember which that I'm excited about. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're looking to do that in the spring. And then fifthly, we just kind of all felt that unstoppable good needs to be doubled down yeah. on this year. So we're excited to where the Run With It series will take us um, <laughs> here in October. We're wrapping that up in the next couple of weeks. So those are our five big felt needs, big rocks for the year, along with our lectionary, kind of gives us the vision for what the next year looks like in our content. Like Christmas and Easter are probably two of the big, uh, I don't know, what, what what do you call them, holidays? I guess they're holidays. I think they're, they're holy days. Holy days. Holy days. Well, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> then we uh, also feel the need to talk about. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, every year we'll make sure to hit Christmas and Easter for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a that's kind of how our calendar gets developed. Um, and there's a so there's but there's an annual meeting every yeah. year. 
Every year. Every year, the students' pastors have six hours to just tell me how bad I am at my job. No, no. I'm just kidding. No, no, no. I'm I've kidding. been there. That does not um, happen. It's not, that does not happen. <laughs> uh, they, but they do get more opportunity, more intentional opportunity um, to just truly speak into what's going on at their campus. Um, that's what's the most important thing. Like, if group leaders are not having worthwhile conversations, then we just got to change it. Yeah. Because that's the goal. The goal is not for you to see chase 45% of the time. It's not, it's not the goal isn't to see X, Y, or Z. Like the election area is great, but like the goal is truly to have the conversations that you need to have. And so if those conversations aren't being had, then we need to know and we need to change it yeah. um, and, and figure out what's going on. Yeah. And help steward those good conversations that right. we know students are capable of having. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So let's say, uh, I mean, just do you hear from group leaders about these things or does that kind of stem through student pastors? That's a um, great question. That's actually something I want to change this year um, okay. because I do, if, if I chase down a student pastor enough, they will tell me um, and it'll yeah. be helpful. At the same time, I know that better feedback comes from those in the trenches. And the direct so, source. So this yeah. year we are trying a new thing. Um, if you looked at the lead weeklies last year, there were some opportunities to provide feedback in an online digital form. And I got a couple. So of our like 40 plus groups, I got two. So it okay. wasn't the most helpful response. So what I'm trying to do this year is um, actually at the end of every series. So actually for next week, um, build different week three, uh, along with your conversation you're going to get like a half sheet that is just for you to write down your feedback for the series okay and provide context content um tweaks changes highs lows whatever that looks like um i would absolutely love it if you would be able to fill that out and at the end of every series have an opportunity to help shape the things that we talk about because we want to keep providing the best thing that we can provide yeah and we won't know if it's the best thing unless you tell us Mm -hmm. so that would be awesome. That will happen at the end of the last week of every series. You'll receive a paper form to give back to your student pastor before you leave. It shouldn't take too long. Um, and yeah. it'll go a long way towards helping us know where we're doing right and where we're not doing so well. How we can get better. Right. What we think we've done fantastic. For sure. Yeah. That's exciting. I know yeah. the feedback is, all feedback's good feedback, right? <laughs> is there anything else you'd like to talk about when it comes to content? Oh, um, man. You know... I would just say just a challenge. Maybe it's a challenge. Okay. Um, and this is a challenge for me because um, I can slide on this because, you know, I'm the one who makes it blah, blah, blah. I don't have to do this. Um, the truth is I need the reminders myself. Um, I would just challenge everyone who's listening. If you're a new leader, if you're an experienced leader, if you think you know what you're doing, if you have no idea what you think you're doing, um, Take a look at your lead weekly email that your student pastor sends you. Take a look at the website. Yeah. And just know that everything you need to prep is there. So prep. Yeah. I think that is a that's a good thing to talk about is take a you know. take a half hour. Um, I know you have a half hour um, at some point. Take a half hour, watch the video, um, and look at the questions. Look at look at the the Look at the kind of path that this that the group guide is is suggesting you go down, um, and think about your kids, mm-hmm. and think about and then really just to circle back and pray over this with your kids in mind because 
you'll see that some questions are going to be awesome for your group and some questions are going to be completely unnecessary because you just took 30 minutes to prep it and now your experience is a little more anticipated. That's going to be really helpful. If you feel like you're not having great conversations, look inward first um, because everything's there for you to succeed. At the same time, if you're not having conversations for a long period of time, let your student pastor know. We'll figure that out. Yeah. But make sure you're, you know, take your half hour and prep up. It really goes a long way to having those conversations reach their fruition. That's what I was about to say. I think some of the best conversations happen whenever group leaders come with the printed the printed group guide with questions marked out, new questions written in. You know, never I hope that uh, you know, I always tell leaders this, but I, I hope you never feel like you have to hit every single question. Yeah, you know, I think if, I say that in the training too. Like if if you, you, I would rather as a student pastor have you ask three questions that you can talk about for thirty minutes, than twelve that you talk about for twenty seconds. Yeah, you know, for sure. If a, if a good conversation stems from one question, then that's awesome, and you don't have to answer. You know, even if you're sitting there thinking like, "Man, I just want to get to the application question. I just want to get to the application question." If you're stuck on the Bible question, you're having a long conversation about the Bible. That's a win. That's a you win. Know? That's a huge win. But that comes with uh, preparing and looking at the group guide and and knowing where where the group guide's trying to take you. Yeah. Not just walking in blind. So I think that's a great challenge, Chase. To yep. you know, so, uh, just at least try it out. See what happens, and mm-hmm. I promise the conversation will will be guided in a different way. Yeah. For sure. Well, Chase, thanks for thanks for being on the podcast today. I, thanks, I hope Charlie, leaders, I hope this has been an enlightening conversation about the way that we do content. What you do matters. Who you are and who you are becoming in Christ is more important than what you do. If we're going to make disciples, we have to be disciples. So we each commit personally to walking the walk with Jesus and living out the mountain walk by loving God, loving people, and serving the world because everything rises and falls on the strength of our disciple makers and our process to connect students to them.